Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster Eight the Pilot, a podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is the Wednesday edition of the show. That means we got the Springsteen song of the week. And then we also have other ramblings about what's going on. Don't have a whole lot planned. I actually recorded this this afternoon, then it never uh, uploaded properly. So I have to re record it. So I am beyond happy right now. Um, and for some reason, everything is going wrong. <laughs> like, it's trying to record through my camera instead of the little uh, recording box that I bought. And uh, it's making the volume crazy. It's uh, being just a major pain in the ass. It's uh, basically my computer is re- uh, devolving, I guess would be the proper term. Because I've had to stop uploading directly to Anchor through Riverside. Uh, because it says River uh, Anchor can't do video podcasts from my location which this thing hasn't changed locations for weeks now, and I've been doing it just fine, but now I can't do it anymore. Um, And then today it says I didn't have the hardware to record at this quality. I'm recording on the same exact devices I've been recording on the whole fucking time, so I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, The opening song tonight is the Flatliners Eulogy off their uh, album from 2007. The Great Awake. Let's cheat. Yes, the great away. Good job, Brandon. Remembered something for once. Hell yeah. Um, I am available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, um, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Available in video form on Spotify. If you like what you hear, spread the good word. Like, share, subscribe, support. Uh, tell people about it. Spread the good word. We actually just went over, uh, went past two the best two back-to-back days in podcast history. Um, so, and not, not podcast history, my podcast history. <laughs> nah, I don't have those records just yet. Um, basically, uh, yeah, like, um, yeah, we've had like over like 60 listens in the past three days. So, hell yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. It blows my mind. Now, I don't know how many of those is just me going through each episode, picking out the songs, because I just created a Spotify playlist of all the songs that I've had as the song of the week, the Springsteen song of the week, the opening songs, all the fun stuff that I've listened to on here. Um, I've created a a playlist on Spotify with all that stuff. So, I don't know how many of those listens are technically me going through that stuff, but hey, you know, hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's be optimistic and say that was other people. <laughs> now, but I do see quite a few people. I always gives me, because I have the ability to kind of look through everything and kind of see uh, what is being listened to and what's not. There's uh, a fun fact. Um, episode 2 is called I'd Make a Deal with God because I talked about the, you know, it was right when uh, Stranger Things Season 4 had just dropped and I'd mentioned how everybody was in the Kate Bush song, so that's why I named the episode, just because of that reference. Um, I did not realize, I completely forgot that running up that hill in parentheses is says I'd make a deal with God. I completely forgot that. So that episode has like twice as many listens than any other episode because I think people assume that song was called I'd make a deal with God or something. So they would type it in, my episode would pop up and they would click on it by accident. <laughs> so uh, I think you only have to listen like five seconds for it to count as a listen, so it's just kind of lame. I think you should have to listen to way more than five seconds. It should be like at least like 20% of the episode should be listened to. I don't know. I'm not going to be that mad if it makes me money though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that episode has way more than anything else. Um, but it always gives me kind of a cool thing when I see, like, uh, I'll look at random analytics and it'll show, like, somebody listened to the first episode, Gotta Start With a Positive Jam. And then I'll see, like, throughout the week, I'll see, like, 
those early episodes being listened to, that means that somebody else has just started listening, which is really cool. It, it makes you good, it makes you feel good. It's a kind of a really interesting thing to kind of watch uh, progress over time. So yeah, like I said, thank you so much. Like I said, the most successful three day span in the podcast history, well over fifty listens. We're over like five hundred and fifty listens total. So that's really cool. I what I've been doing it about two months now, so not as bad as I thought it would be. I kind of I thought five hundred listens would be like the max I would ever get in the history of the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that we're at 500 is really cool. Um, hopefully we continue to move forward and grow, take this thing as far as it wants to go, I'm, or as far as I want it to go, which I don't even know how far I want it to go. Really, my ultimate goal with this podcast is figure some shit out. That's really it, or just kind of uh, help those who need maybe just a little extra bit of help or just need to know somebody's out there who's dealing with some shit too. Um you know, especially if it's somebody who grew up like I did, who kind of held on to those old school ideas that, you know, you don't talk about feelings or you don't talk about stuff that's bothering you because you're a guy. Um, and then they, I don't know, I'm not saying they look up to me or something like that, but they see me or hear me talking about my shit and be like, well, why can't I talk about my stuff? And it gets them help way before uh, the point where I decided I had to get help, which was way too late. Uh, <laughs> so that's the ultimate goal, to help somebody. But, like, you know, if we took it as far as I wished it could go, which this is never going to happen. I already know it's never going to happen, is that the podcast would just pay my bills and I'd never have to do anything else. I think that would be unbelievably cool. That's never going to happen. So I don't plan on it happening. I'm going to continue to work hard at everything else. Because if I got to that point, I could just focus on figuring this shit out and maybe not having the technical difficulties or the um, other issues that I have with a podcast sometimes because I can focus more on like doing it properly or getting somebody in who knows how to do this shit. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I need to listen to the podcast through different services because I swear when I listen back to the music, um, it sounds like... I have submerged the track in water, and I can't figure out how to fix that. Um, but I asked somebody the other day about it, and they said, no, nah, it sounds just fine to me. They listen through Google, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, whether listening through different services offers different qualities. I don't know. Um, but I, I swear it sounds like everything's underwater. Uh, but I haven't really checked out anything else. Usually I just listen to it back once I upload it, right before I upload it and then post it. I usually listen back just to make sure everything sounds okay or everything works right. I've had some issues lately of the episode cutting off like the last 10 seconds of the show for some reason. I have no idea why. Whatever. Technical difficulties. Who gives a shit? Let's get into this episode, man. Uh, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I swear, that's like that's uh, every episode I think I say that. I don't know what to talk about. I have no idea what I'm talking about tonight. Um... Gonna have a few sports things, I guess. We're gonna talk quite a bit of TV stuff because I have been watching some excellent TV shows of late. Uh, haven't moved any farther in my Lost rewatch just yet, uh, but I picked up a show that I should have picked up a year ago. Um, I've been watching more um, King of the Hill. I've been watching some other stuff. I rewatched a movie today that was not as bad as I remember it being, but I, I know the ones after that are not any good. But first, let's get the sports talk out of the way. I know a few people don't like the sports talk, so I try to get it over quick. Um, I'm watching my fellow Liverpool fans, like the, the the crazy ones, the ones that are just dumb, that play FIFA way too much, the young kids that just became Liverpool fans probably. Um, 
just having meltdowns about the fact that we drew the other day with Fulham and how we have to get a, another signing across the line this summer. We have to get a, you know, a uh, midfielder. We got to sign a midfielder. Got to, got to sign one. We're a horrible team without, you know, we're just horrible. Even though we lost four games all of last season, we played literally every game possible last year, like something out of FIFA with the midfield we have. Yeah, the midfield is getting older, but really it's not worth breaking the bank early because Bellingham at Dortmund is not leaving until next summer, and he's the guy they want. He's the guy we want. He's not leaving this summer, no matter what we try, unless we just want to completely break like transfer records here, which is not how we operate, not how we do business. Um, and also, at the same time, you know, Jude Bellingham's a really good player. He's not worth breaking transfer records for, though. Like, he's, like, I, I love, I think Jude's a great player, but at the same, you know, it's mostly because he's, like, 18, 19 years old. He's a really young kid. Um, he's just got bags of potential. He seems to be very mature for his age. He seems like a future captain-in-waiting type. You know, he just seems like just everything that Liverpool could want, Jude Bellingham has. Um, but at the same time, he still is 18 years old. He still has inconsistencies in his game. We're not going to break transfer records for him. And there's nobody else really out there that I think we need to, um, like, sign on. Like, no, we're kind of in a little bit of an injury emergency with Thiago being out. you got Curtis Jones, Naby Keita. Uh, somebody else is hurt too. Um, you know, we have quite a, you know, a few players hurt, but you know, they come back. That's the thing. Uh, Curtis Jones, I think will be back before the end of the window. Curtis has got bags of potential too. I don't know. They're just being absolutely nuts in that and how we just have a horrible squad and there's no chance. Like it's one fucking game. Yeah. I know we've lost the league by one point. It can be frustrating towards the end, but at the same time, like a week ago, these same guys who are having meltdowns now were talking about how we were just going to stroll to the league title this year after we beat Manchester City in the Community Shield, a game that doesn't really fucking matter in the end. <laughs> so, you know, just the it, it's always fun watching uh, the highs and lows of the crazy fans, like literally game to game. They can't take, <laughs> they can't take the ebbs and flows of a season. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh then I've also decided to get into lower leagues of English football. So I've decided to pick up a championship team and a League One team. And, you know, because, man, watching Liverpool is has become very stressful. Very stressful. Every game's kind of stressful, you know, because, you know, we need to win every game, it kind of feels like. So it's always, you know. So I'm picking up these teams because then I don't have to be as invested all the time in the results. You know, if they lose a game over the weekend, it's not going to ruin my weekend type. Which I, I try to do my best without Liverpool not ruining my weekend, though. Sometimes it fails. Sometimes they really do. They just kind of fuck everything up. <laughs> not a lot last year until the very end. But, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I decided to become a fan of Preston North End. Uh, that was Bill Shankly's team when he played. So, you know, got a nice little Liverpool connection there. Um, I like their kits. Um, they're kind of a mid-tier championship side. Never really fighting for promotion. They've been relegated to League One before. So, I mean, like, they used to be a pretty good squad. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe take a journey into the Premier League one day with these guys. It'd be pretty cool. And then in League One, I decided to become a Portsmouth FC guy. I got their kit on the way. Um, which, you know, I've always had, like, a thing for Portsmouth just because I'm from Portsmouth. So it's kind of cool. Uh, just to have that, it'll be kind of interesting to see if they can get back to the glory days because they fell apart about 10 years ago, or a little bit over that 10 years ago, about 15 years ago now, where they completely uh, were so poorly ran they almost ceased to exist. <laughs> so, 
you know, they're still fighting in League One, so see if they can ever bring back the glory days. That'll be a lot of fun to kind of take that journey with them. Uh, I know they both just won the other day, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then other sports talk, really, all I'm going to get into is, well, I think the uh, MLS All-Star Game is going on right now, which whoop-de-fucking-do! Uh, All-Star Games are still so goddamn stupid. Like, you can do the skills competition, that's fine, I guess, or have some festivities. And it's cool to be called an All-Star, whatever, but the fucking game is so stupid to be having. There's no point of having this game. It's just a chance for players uh, to get hurt and miss the rest of the seasons and fuck over teams. That's really the only reason to have it, is to try to, I don't know. It's stupid. There's no reason to be having these games. And they're not interesting. They're not fun to watch. Um, there's no reason to tune in. Like, the NBA game is the biggest fucking joke. The Pro Bowl is the worst game of the season every single fucking year. Like, oh, it's awful. <coughs> Excuse me. And then in Hockey World, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci are coming back to the Boston Bruins. I am one happy camper for that. I am beyond happy getting Krejci back, getting uh, Bergey to... I knew Bergey was going to resign. I knew that, that's been coming for weeks. But to get it the same day, oh, man, made me beyond happy. Love the fact that Krejci's coming back. Hopefully he's still got enough tank in the... Or, enough tank in the gas. <laughs> enough gas in the tank to... Uh, really push that second line forward. I know him and Taylor Hall were outstanding that the uh, half season they played together, so hopefully they could pick up where they left off. I know a season away from the NHL, hopefully he got his batteries kind of re-going. I mean, he still played, but, you know, NHL's a little bit of a different animal. So hopefully uh, Krejci can come back top form. Hopefully give Bergie one more chance to win a Stanley Cup because the guy deserves more than one to go out on. He definitely deserves more than that. Um it's going to be so rough when Bergey retires. I don't know how much I'll follow anymore because he's the guy. He's the guy. It's kind of like the same time I said the same thing with Stevie G whenever he retired. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll be as big a fan. But then I think, well, obviously, you know, f- five months after uh, Stevie G left, we hired Jurgen Klopp. So it kind of became a, I'm interested again. I'm in on this shit. <laughs> I love Jurgen. Uh, now, nah, but that'll be it for the uh, sports talk today. I'm so happy that David Krejci's back. Hell yeah. Congratulations, those guys. Get paid. Um, hopefully we push forward this season. I know we're going to be we're gonna be a little rough early in the year with Marshy and uh, Charlie out. Chuck. Oh, Chuck McAvoy. Chucky McAvoy. <laughs> That's a stupid name. Uh, the, the name I called him, not his actual name. Charlie McAvoy is a pretty good name, I think. I don't know. What's, what is a good name? Like, what makes a great name? I don't know. Some, sometimes it just works. And they, sometimes, like, yeah, that that's a good name. Then other times, you're just like, what in the fuck is that, man? I don't know. It's like all these kids today naming their kids something really stupid. Like, I'm not going to say it because I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to call out anybody specifically. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Apple. That's stupid. Whatever the fuck uh, Elon Musk named his fucking child. That's so stupid. Yeah. I mean, just give your kid a decent name. Don't spell it fucking stupid. Come on now. It's simple. Good strong name. You know, call every girl Maria. (laughs) Excuse me. Oh. Oh, and uh, real quick, happy birthday to my nephews, Braxton and Beckham. There we go. Had to get the bees right. Uh, I can't remember their ages. I'm so bad. I'm I'm the fucking worst uncle. I swear to God. 
uh, they don't even invite me to anything anymore because they know I'm not going to go, which is, you know, even if they did invite me, I wasn't going to go. It's it's shitty, but at the same time, you know, being up here makes it hard to go down. Also, I was sick over the weekend, so I couldn't go to that uh, birthday party. Uh, they're like a week apart, if I'm thinking correctly, or they might be a little bit more than that. I don't know. I don't. I don't get why I just don't have that in me to be caring. Uh, that sounds worse than it is, or just like you know, just pop in every once in a while. Oh, hey, you know this. Uh, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird that I just don't have that in me. Because I'm like a pretty. If you meet me in person, or you you know you get to know me, I'm a pretty caring, compassionate person. Um, I'm always willing to work hard for you, and you know, always willing to ask. Man, if I'm if you're not around, I'm not going to check in. I'm so bad about it. I don't get it. It drives me up the fucking wall. I was talking to my uh, therapist about it more, and uh, I think I might have an undiagnosed like ADD. How I just can't follow through on tasks. Um, I'm not sure how much that could play into a part of me not like being able to stay in touch with people. Um, but yeah, I would talk about, you know, like cleaning around the house or something like that. I would get up, I'd go to clean, I'd clean for like 5-10 minutes, and then all of a sudden I'm back on the sofa, and I'm on the sofa for 45 minutes before I even realize I'm back on the sofa. Or something like that, you know, where I can't just come follow through on tasks. My mind is kind of like flounders or something. And I, I don't know, I don't know if that's ADD or not. I'm not a doctor. Um, I should maybe have that looked into. But yeah, like, and then, you know, I'll catch myself being back on the sofa, then I'll get back up, work for 10 minutes, and then I'm back on the sofa for an hour. And it's like, what the fuck did I get back down here? And then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I didn't accomplish anything I really wanted to accomplish today. I accomplished one thing, and it took me all day to do it, even though it should only take me, like, you know, an hour to do or something like that. Drives me up the fucking wall, man. I've got to get shit done. I've got to be better about it. So it probably is some, like, I'm diagnosed ADD or something like that, where I just can't focus uh, damn, my face is dry. Gross. Uh, <laughs> then I worry about if I do have ADD, Jim, just throwing pills at me. Because I don't... Coming from Portsmouth and stuff like that, like, the pill mill capital of the world for a while, especially in the late 2000s, kind of whenever I was becoming an adult, um, I don't have a lot of trust in doctors prescribing stuff, you know, like how much of a kickback do you get first prescribing this to me, doc? Huh? You know, do you give a shit about me or are you just trying to make some extra cash here, bro? And then also, like I said, watching my dad get prescribed pill after pill after pill, um, with no, like no caring whatsoever about whether it counteracted the drug he got last week or not. Like, you know, that just kind of, I have a little bit of apprehension when I'm prescribed pills, which, you know, I don't have any problems with vaccines or something like that. It's a completely different ball game there, pal. Um, no, but actually, like, prescribed me prescription medicine, much different case. Um, yeah, because I remember when I was, like, not too long after I started the brewery, when I was, like, 20, 21, around that age, I hurt my back doing something. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, my back was like all locked up and I could barely move. So I um I go to the urgent care. And, you know, we wait around for an hour, whatever, no big deal. And then doctor brings me in and uh she comes was that yeah, she comes in, um, takes a look at my back, you know, touches like three spots, like, Oh, does that hurt? I'm like, man, eh, it doesn't really hurt to touch. You know, I'm I'm 
pretty sure it's like a strain or something like that where I strained a muscle or just kind of pulled a muscle. Um, probably just have to rest it out and it'd be fine. Uh, but I just want to make sure I didn't tear anything or like, hey, you know, this doesn't look good back here. We probably need to send you off for this or, you know what I mean? Um, so we do that. She touched three spots like, oh, does that hurt? I'm like, nah, not really. Uh, she's like, okay, no problem. And then she writes me a prescription for three different types of pain medications. And like one was like two steps below Vicodin. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, this is like the height of like the, you know, epidemic of like pills and stuff like that in uh, like Portsmouth, Scioto County, that area. And it's like, yeah, no wonder you gave me three different types of pain medicine. I'm like, and I told my mom whenever we walked out, I'm like, we're not, I'm not, you know, filling these. I don't need pain medication. I just wanted to see if it was, make sure it was strained. So I could just, you know, I probably just need to rest for like three days. And I'll be fine. Yeah. Three days later, my back was just perfect. Like, you know, it was so, I guess, like, Jesus, like, barely looked at it, just touched it three times, like, okay, here's your pain meds. It's like, that's not what I was fucking here for, man. Like, ah, stupid. Awful. Who knows, man? I don't know. Which I think things have gotten a little bit better with that stuff down there, but, you know, it's not a whole lot better. Now it's just fentanyl. And that's rough. Anybody's going through that, hope that they get better. Um, you know, I just remember throwing my back. I haven't thrown my back out forever. Knock on wood. Uh, I've thrown my back out multiple times, like all my early twenties. So I don't know what that was getting old that quick. Um, my favorite one. I remember this one playing his day. I was on a date, and uh, and uh, me and her go back. I think we went and got food. I can't remember how everything went, or did we go? Were we at her place? to watch a movie I can't remember but I get out of my car and she gets out of the passenger side and I go to close the door and I just remember playing as day going uh, like just making that noise just the, uh, and she's like what was that and I'm like I just hurt my back and I literally just throw my back out closing the car door <laughs> on a date oh how romantic did I must have looked right there just like waddling around the car not being able to move properly <laughs> <laughs> that one that that relationship did not last uh i just god i just remember that closing that door and, uh, it just oh i was hurt so bad for days you know, usually i said it lasts about three days and i was good but man it was rough haven't done it for a while closing a fucking car door that's what caused it <laughs> oh good for me good for me oh I think uh, I think I sound much better in this episode. At least that's why I hear in my headphones. I don't think I sound nearly as sick. I've been back to work the past couple of days, um, feeling much better. Still have a little bit of a cough here or there, but I, you know, I have tested negative every single time. I've done self test at home. Um, hopefully, hopefully nothing comes back on me. Uh, but still, watching the TV over the weekend. I finally it took me a year, but I finally got in the reservation dogs. Which is um, this really cool show on FX? It's also you can get it on Hulu um, about like you know these kids in Oklahoma living on the reservation, like kind of on the reservation, native kids. Uh, one of the kids sees like a, a warrior spirit, and the warrior spirit is fucking hysterical. He's wonderful. It's hilarious. Uh, the kid that plays Willie Jack is wonderful. Whole show's great. Whole show's great. It has um, I always forget his name. Starts with a Z. Um, he's in like Longmire. He's in. Second season of Fargo. He's in usually any time there's a show with Native Americans in it, they 
he's he's in there because he's always wonderful. I wish I knew his name off the top of my head. Zane? I can't remember. He's like, I can't remember his last name now. Because I think it's Zane or Zahn. I can't remember. And then it starts with an M. He's always wonderful and everything. He's great in like Longmire because like, uh, Longmire is like this kind of cool show where he's like the tribal police and then the main sheriff. They're always kind of button heads, but they're always working together at the same time. So, you know, he's not a bad guy, but he's always sometimes can be in the way. It's always great. Uh, good dynamic. But then he's wonderful in season two of Fargo as, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. He had, like, a cool name. Fargo season one was outstanding. I haven't rewatched that Fargo season two in years, and I've never watched season three or four. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've been watching Reservation Dogs, watching the whole thing, and holy shit, great show. Absolutely great show. I thought it was going to be more like a kind of a goofy comedy, um, like kind of in that what we do in the shadows type where it's just a little bit more just kind of straight for last but there's actually quite a bit of heart in it and a lot of humanity um one of the kids uh kind of you find out why one of the kids is no longer with him at the near the end of season one pretty rough um yeah just absolutely great show i think that's what i've liked about the past few years is that more um like native american um uh, indigenous type of stories have been coming out recently and that's cool i i've always really enjoyed that type of uh the work that comes out of um those peoples is that is that appropriate to say i don't think i don't know i don't think i i think i said it very clunkily but i think the sentiment is correct uh yeah they always there's just always i think there's a lot of stories that could be told like that a lot of ground to cover there about modern day uh, tribal living and stuff like that. I think there there can be absolutely wonderful TV shows based out of that, or just movies, or just just anything. Medium in general, medium in general, or just um, art in general could be just so wonderful coming out of that. <coughs> Very clunkily said, Brandon. Good job. <laughs> now, Reservation Dogs is great. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, FX is fucking killing it. What we do in the shadows, the bear. Um, Reservation Dogs, like, they're absolutely destroying it right now. I've caught up on What We Do in the Shadows, too. And, fuck, that show's so great. Though I did see, like, there was an article a couple weeks ago. This, I, you know, I know some people, like, uh, what's-his-face, the old former president of ours, uh, would hate on him for whenever he talks shit about the media. But then, you know, the media is also, like, trash at the same time. Yeah, we're not talking about actual journalism here. We're just talking about trash, like, popcorn media that we have now. Um, I still fuck that guy. Um, hope he rots in prison. Um, shit, what was I gonna say? Damn it. Oh, like the media, there was an article that came out a couple weeks ago about the, uh, Matt Berry. He's the guy who plays, uh, Laszlo on What We Do in the Shadow. He's Toast and Toast of London. Um, he's been, he was in IT, the IT crowd, or IT crowd, uh, he's always great in everything he does, he's just, I don't know, he's got a, such a presence about him, such a funny presence, he's also in Year of the Rabbit, which is really good, English show, uh, Matt Berry, but it was like, the article title was, um, Why Children Were Warned About Matt Berry on the Set of What We Do in the Shadows, like, what the fuck, like, seriously, you know exactly what that is implying, 
That's literally implying some diddling shit. And what it was, what the article was about, was that he cursed a lot. That's why they warned kids about it. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, clickbait nonsense bullshit title. Like, that could literally, you know, because nobody reads fucking articles anymore. They just read the fucking title. That's all they do. So, like, you know, that could have caught wildfire and then all of a sudden his career is ruined because they decided they wanted a clickbait title and got get more views. Which I guess there was enough, like, backlash on the title itself that they had to change it. And they changed it to something stupid. But at the same time, like, they, somebody decided, yeah, that's, that's a good title. We're implying that he's basically a child molester. Even though all it is is that he curses a lot. Yeah, because they just told the kids, like, hey, you know, Matt Berry curses a lot. You know, and he, they told him to kind of try if he could. And he's like, that's probably not going to fucking happen. Kind of like me. <laughs> now, I'm pretty good when there's, uh, like, uh, people around me. Like, uh, like... If I ever did an episode with my mother, you'd probably never hear me say a curse word. You would not hear me say one. Even though she listens and I curse all the time, there's a weird disconnect there. Um, but if she was actually on, you would never hear me say a curse word. Um, if kids were in the room, you're not going to hear me say stuff. I don't know. It's just I, I'm able to control it there, but I can't control it if there's nobody there. You know what I mean? So I, Because I, I've been, I talked about a couple weeks ago, I've been trying to cut back on how much I curse on the show. Um, I am failing fucking miserably, <laughs> but, you know, I, I have been aware about how much I've been cursing, but yeah, that's what the, they basically said, you know, they, Matt Berry, they basically told the kids, hey, he curses a lot, you know, don't repeat anything he says or something like that, you know, just telling kids, yeah, they made the fucking article, you know, they were warned about Matt Berry's behavior on set, it's like, motherfuckers, fuck off, that's not, yeah, like I said, you know, they tried to say they're journalists or whatever they're just fucking popcorn trash members of society <laughs> i hate society so much i bitch about it all the time oh but i've gotta live in it i mean i don't have to i guess i could always you know pack my shit up and head out west and live in a cave somewhere in yellowstone while it burns down around me <laughs> fuck <coughs> i don't know i don't know man i watched the hobbit this morning um the first one that's the best one of those three. It's not great. It's it's alright. It's t way too fucking long. It's like two and a half hours long. And then there's like an extended edition. What the fuck could they extend in that movie? What what part did they say, oh yeah, we could we definitely extend this one? Why? There's no reason. That movie needs to be like 45 minutes shorter. It takes them longer to get out of the Shire in The First Hobbit than to get out of the Shire in Fellowship of the Ring. That's absurd. Which, how much the stakes are different in each movie. Like, comparatively, The Lord of the Rings, obviously the stakes are way fucking higher. This is about, like, the end of the world. Uh, the Hobbit is all about these dwarves just want to get their gold back. <laughs> uh, and it takes them longer to get out of the Shire and fucking The Hobbit than it does in Fellowship. That's ridiculous. Uh, it, like it's a fine film. There's way too much fucking CGI. He kind of, Jackson kind of loses himself in the CGI in The Hobbit series. I've watched the second one once. I thought it was awful. And I've never even bothered watching uh, the third one. What was it, like, Battle of Five Armies or something? I've never even bothered watching it. Because I thought the second one was so bad. <coughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, like I said, yeah, like, the stakes are just... The Hobbit would have worked as two two-hour films. That's what you needed to have. You need to be two two-hour films. You'd have been just fine. You could have done enough to do everything. But three two and a half hour films is just nothing but bloat and nonsense and horseshit that I don't care about. Like I don't need Gandalf and Galadriel to fall in love. Don't fucking need it. Don't care. Um, 
they did all that time, but then none of the fucking dwarves really matter. Like they just kind of come. Yeah, like I I couldn't even I can't even tell you which ones are which. You know what I mean? They have the two handsome ones, and then the rest, then the one that that's fucking Gimli's dad. That's it. I don't know. The Hobbit was like just kind of such a. And I don't even blame Peter Jackson whatsoever for those films because he had no interest in making those movies. He wanted to hand it off to somebody else and let that be their project. Let that be their baby. And then, you know, the studio fought with Guillermo del Toro, who would have oh, made some great fucking movies because he makes great fucking movies. Um, and, yeah, yeah, that would have been great. But then they made Peter Jackson take over. And, like, even when you watch, like, the... Like behind the scenes stuff, you could tell he's he's not interested in making this movie. He, you know, he's more stressed out than actually having fun. You can tell he's stressed out in like Fellowship or like like, but he knows knows what he's wanting to do and what he's trying to accomplish. Um, on this one, he's just like he's just he's stressed because he just wants to get fucking through it. He just wants it to be over, you know. And it comes out in the films too. It's just like they're just not there. There's just, there's no magic in it, so I don't know. Hopefully the series is better. I am 50-50 on whether it's going to be complete garbage or whether it could be pretty good or not. I think there... It's probably going to lie right in the middle. I think there's going to be stuff I'm going to absolutely fucking despise, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that I actually really like, so, you know. I know some people are really mad about the race stuff, like, you know, oh, we we have black elves? Ugh. Why the fuck not? I don't understand why that's a problem. Like... Why not? Like, it, you know, whatever. He wrote it as an Anglo-Saxon history. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I can see your argument a little bit. But at the same time, does it really change anything that much? I don't know. I guess I'd have to look in more into how it works the history-wise. But, yeah, I still see it. Um, I have more issues of them just kind of taking the story and then just doing whatever they fucking want with it. That's the problem, is when they just take, they just decide to change the story to fit their narrative instead of fitting their narrative to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I've never really got behind the whole, we can't have, you know, this person, because it didn't exist. Well, at the same time, Middle Earth doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you kind of make some creative liberties there, no problems. Um, whatever. Uh, oh, then another thing with reservation dogs, the fact that it also centers around kids, and I don't hate the kids at all. I think the kids are wonderful. That's one thing that's, like, very, very difficult, mostly in American shows, to, to do, is have a show based on kids where you don't want to just punch them the entire time and just think, I would rather this kid never appear on television again. Not the, so much the actor, just the character, you know what I mean? Because they, they don't do any child actors over here to that service. It feels like, a lot of the times it feels like a, a kid's dad who's probably rich got him into, like, an audition and say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll pay you this much money if you put my kid in this movie or put my kid in this TV show. Because I remember, like, The Strain, uh, which Guillermo del Toro, um, the kid, I can't remember his name. That show was very weird. It was very weird. <laughs> It was a very odd show. Like, it sometimes was good, but it was kind of all over the place all the time. <coughs> I don't even remember the last season how, like, it all worked. It was weird. But Kid was horrible. My God, I'm like, can we just... Can he die? 
can the kid can the kid character die? Maybe that will breathe some life into the storyline because I don't give a shit about him. Um, so many like uh, I said, more American shows about that because uh, you know British shows the kids are usually wonderful. Um, I thought the kids in Bly Manor were pretty good. I thought obviously Game of Thrones was based a lot around very very young actors doing and the actresses doing stuff and. For the most, like like ninety percent of them were good. Like Sophie Turner wasn't very good early on, but then she grew into the role and she grew into her abilities. So that was cool. But man, like yeah, over here it's just it's dog shit when it comes to child actors usually. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then you know our media is not quite as bad as the British media and tabloids and stuff like that. But we can still chew these kids up and eat them up. I mean that's why you have like you know Britney Spears going fucking crazy for a while because the media never leaves her alone. Um, and they're always trying to do something. They tried. They they tried to start doing it with uh, what's the what's her name? Billie Eilish. Um, they tried to do that with her now, like you know, because she always wore baggy stuff or something like that. Because I I mean, I wouldn't know a Billie Eilish song if you played it for me right now. Like you know, I know she's huge. Good for her. I have nothing against her whatsoever. I've just never listened to her, and you know. I don't not sure where the crossover would be for me. So I probably have heard her song. She's so big I've probably heard multiple songs by her, but I, I wouldn't know them. Um but I know she wore like baggy clothes, that was a big thing, but there was like one day she was like taking the trash out or something where she was like walking around and she was wearing a tank top and like pajama pants or something. And holy fuck, the amount of articles that came out talking about her figure was just ridiculous. She was like eighteen, nineteen. I was like Fucking gross! Like why? What? I don't know. Because like I said, they they try to they start this weird like cult thing around celebrities. It's fucking gross. But yeah, and hopefully she, you know, I think she told him right off the, you know, shove it. So good for her. No, then like they said, then they like just beat down. I remember. Well, I mean, sometimes they're even just like gross to the point of just how the fuck did we get away with that? I remember them just like. Talking about the anticipation because of the Olsen twins turning 18 like 20 years ago. Like, I remember that shit. That was really fucking weird in retrospect. Them, like, kind of advertising the websites that showed the countdown clock to when they would turn 18. Huh. What the fuck is going on there? That happened. That was a very prominent thing in, like, what? That was probably, like, 2003, 2004 of, like, the countdown to the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen turning 18 years old and being legal. That was a big fucking thing for some fucking reason that they never shut up about. We don't talk about that much anymore, thank God. That's really fucking weird. Like, it, it, like I'm literally just remembering it right now. So that's why I'm talking about it. It's literally hitting me in waves. Like, shit, I do remember that. That's fucking weird. Very fucking odd. I was like, what, that would have been 13-year-old Brandon? So, like, you know... How much of an influence that could be on me looking at kids or something like not kids looking at like it's so weird like that's the influence I don't know that, that that's probably half the problem for fucking people growing up nowadays is the grossness of you know reality television and how they react I don't know I'm 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 being old I'm being old and I'm being cranky um what the fuck was I talking about before I started getting on that. <laughs> Kid actors. Oh, then they chew up at the uh, and spit out the uh, 
the kid who played Anakin in Star Wars. Jake Lloyd. Yeah, they, like, fucking ruined his life. Not only that, like, you know, obviously, the Phantom Menace was, like, the early days of the internet, so the only people who had the internet were fucking nerds, and they loved Star Wars, and he was not very good in Star Wars. Um, you know, hope all the best for him, but he was not very good. Um, but yeah, they ruined the fucking kid's life. He was, like, what, 11? They just completely ruined him. He's got major fucking mental issues now. Based on the fact that people just ruined his fucking life because he wasn't great in their goddamn movie. One, who gives a shit if he's not good? Like I say, you know, I can hate the performance and not hate the fucking person. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you can love a performance and still hate the goddamn person. Like Kevin Spacey. I mean, shit, I just watched Seven a couple weeks ago. He's great in that, but he is a piece of shit. Um... Same thing in uh, Usual Suspects. I remember watching that. That was like the first time, uh, like probably six months ago I watched Usual Suspects. Great fucking movie. Um, and I got to the end and I realized that was the first time I've watched anything with Kevin Spacey in it forever. Because he's so good in that movie, he, you completely can detach his uh, real world persona and his acting persona. Which, good. Because I'd hate to be, because also, on top of that, what's what's the fucking, uh, what's his name, Brian Singer? I can't remember his name. Hopefully that's the right name. Because he was also a piece of shit too. And he made Usual Suspects. Um, that movie's so great. So hopefully, you know, I'm glad I have that little thing where I can disconnect a little bit. Because I would hate to lose great films or great things like that. Just because some of the people behind it's shitheads. I don't know. I'm on a weird tangent right now. <laughs> oh, well, is there anything else I was going to talk about? I think I talked about way more stuff than I planned on, so good for me. Yeah, that should be about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the Springsteen song of the week. Um, cheating this week. Uh, we're going to cheat. We're not going to pick an actual Bruce Springsteen song. We're going to pick a cover that Bruce does. And the song was originally by Tom Waits off his Heart Attack and Vine. Great song. I haven't talked about Tom Waits. Tom Waits is probably definitely going to be on the uh, song of the week this or songs of the week this week because he is great. The fact that I've gone like two months on this podcast without talking about him is kind of a fucking shame. Because um, he's he's Tom Waits, man. <laughs> he is him. He is you know he's uniquely Tom Waits. Tom Waits. You're not mistaking him for anybody else. He is a hundred percent authentic. He's a hundred percent original. So you know he's. He's one of my heroes and idols and stuff like that. I've got a pin on one of my cool fucking, uh, what you call it, jackets. My Oh, I actually got two of them. They accidentally sent me two. Um, both my jean jackets have a pin of Tom Waits on them. Yeah, I fucking love Tom Waits. Great, great guy. Great guy. Good guy. Great guy. Wonderful guy. Oh, before I get into Springsteen Song of the Week, happy birthday to my good friend Haley. She turns 77 today. Uh, good girl. Good girl, old girl, very old woman. Um, <laughs> I think she's like 27 or 28. Uh, it's funny to call women old, isn't it? Um, ah, good for Haley. Good person. Good girl, great girl, wonderful woman. Uh, happy birthday, Haley. Hope you had a great one. I don't know. Like I said, I'm really bad at this shit. Uh, she wants me to watch Cabin Fever in a couple months. For like Halloween, Cabin Fever, you know, with uh, Sean from Boy Meets World. I think it's like Eli Roth movie. If I'm thinking correctly, like bacteria just eats people. It's. I don't think it'd be very pleasant viewing. 
because it's not a very good movie either. It's not like, I don't know. Because it kind of came up right in that little era of like those hyper, like gory films. Like, um, not so much the originals. The original Saw is not that gory. Like, it gets got a weird rap being super gory, but it's not really. Uh, the, the ones after that were. Then you had Hostel, which was just fucking torture porn. Horrible films. Horrible films. People who made them should be fucking ashamed. They're garbage. Um, yeah, Cabin Fever was kind of right in that. I think it was ro- probably right before the original Saw. Um, I don't know. Anyway, this Springsteen song of the week is uh, from the live compilation. I'm not sure if Bruce ever did an actual studio recording of this. Not to my knowledge, at least. Um, This is off the live compilation, live in the Meadowlands, so probably 82 to 84 in that range. Maybe it's 81. Uh, Like I said, it's a cover of Tom Waits' song off Heart Attack and Vine called Jersey Girl. It's one of my favorite tracks. It's one of those that just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a nice little waltz into it. I don't know, I like the guitar. And it's a perfect Springsteen song, even though Tom Waits wrote it. I do fucking love Tom Waits. I can't wait to talk about Tom Waits more on Sunday. But this is Jersey Girl by uh, Springsteen. It is the Bruce Springsteen song of the week. Love uh, Federici's uh, organ stuff. It's it's very underappreciated in the grand scheme of Springsteen. Uh, Federici's organs, and then I grew a bit in the piano. Like the whole, like that's the one thing that's kind of a little bit lost with the street is how great the band really is. But the band is incredible. Uh, not just Bruce. Like Bruce is obviously like the like the the keystone, the the benchmark, the the guiding light of the band. But the fucking band behind him is so damn good. Weinberg. Van Zant, you know, talent, bass. Like I said, Clarence obviously just fucking rules the saxophone. Um, yeah, like you said, the Springsteen song of the week is Jersey Girl. What a great fucking song. So don't bother me, man. I ain't got no 
nothing matters in this whole wide world when you're in love with a Jersey girl. Man, it's one of my favorite lines ever. It's a great song. Great song written by Tom Waits. Great song performed by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. That, that's a great line. It's right up there with uh, blue jeans and white t-shirts by Gaslight Anthem. Um, called Every Girl I Ever Met Maria, but only love Virginia's heart. For some reason, those two lines right there kind of connect for me for some reason. Maybe I'll ask Brian Fallon if that's the case. I don't know why. They're kind of connecting. Anyway, I'll let you guys go for the night. Thank you so much for tuning in if you have. If you have not, I don't know. Whatever. Um, like I said, thank you for the past few days. It's been a wonderful past few days in terms of growth of the podcast, hopefully. Hopefully we can continue that trend. Hopefully my random rambling, ramblings, Jesus, calm down, Brandon. Uh, the random ramblings tonight don't turn anybody away because it's been all over the fucking place again. Um, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Anchor. I think that's it. Uh, available in video form on Spotify. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, share, support, whatever you would like to do. Spread the good word. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for understanding. Stay positive. Give better. Um, I will see you Sunday with the five songs of the week. More ramblings. Probably, probably a couple new episodes of Lost that I'll be watching. Um, I'll keep moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. That's a Muppets reference. Great job, Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so fucking stupid at the end of the shows. Um, yeah, like I said, if you have questions for me, let me know. I'll eventually get to them. Um, I have like three or four that I need to get to. <laughs> um, we're getting closer and closer to having guests. Um, hopefully now with COVID being out of the way, I can kind of get that back on like the kind uh, back on the forefront of my mind because we were starting to kind of get pretty close to having guests, but then COVID kind of wiped me out. Uh, so hopefully with COVID being gone, I can get back on the horse there and get that coming or get that going again. Um, if you have suggestions, let me know. And if you have feedback, let me know. Well, I don't know. Anyway, have a great rest of your night. Once again, I, I, was, I said goodbye like four minutes ago, and now I'm still saying goodbye. Uh, yeah, like I said, stay positive, get better, have a great night. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for understanding. Peace.